0: it going yamitators episode 113 with ethan Stanislaski. um it was really fun when we talked about stand-up we talked about new york um he lived there he lived in chicago as well we talked about that we talked about um uh he went to indiana university so we talked about the hoosiers um yeah this was a really good one so buckle up because here it comes but first but first Go to Facebook.com slash with Doug Culp. Like the page. Talk about the episodes on there. Get some conversation going. I'm kind of bad at keeping it up. Kind of. I'm pretty bad at keeping up the uh, Facebook page. But I'd like for people to talk about the show there. Um, iTunes and Stitcher, whatever you're listening to this on, if you could rate it, review it. Um, take a Take a second to help other people find the show. That would be great duplex comedy suplex was so awesome we had a drop in from harrison greenbaum we had sandy danto we had aaron and melissa and we had steven wilber and we had uh, some people find the show off of instagram and they came and watched the whole show and um it was awesome keep telling people about it keep spreading the word about duplex comedy suplex My Twitter is at Dougathan, D-O-U-G-A-T-H-A-N. The show's Twitter is at Yamatat, Y-A-M-A-T-A-T. And the Twitter for Duplex Comedy Suplex is at Duplex Comedy. And the Instagram is at Duplex Comedy Suplex. Um, There's a donate button on Yamatat.com through PayPal. uh, One for U.S., one for Australia. I'd appreciate any any help that anyone could give. Um, And... Yeah, yam yeah, it up with me and Ethan Stanislavski. In the bedroom area. Okay. Oh, yeah, sorry. No,
1: it's okay. Just mildly clipped in. Just an obstacle course. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> You clipped that art. You oh, you got... uh made clip, a art. clip art. <laughs> oh, shut up. But uh, <laughs> Lynn <laughs> Dixon's fan, she's a friend from New York. Oh, Which, this, uh,
0: that's... Uh, we're having fun here. That's... Oh, yeah. Tonight. That's tonight.
1: Mm-hmm. We go to that. There's the mic after. So we go. Mm-hmm. Okay. Joe Carden. Solid guy. Yeah. Oh, yeah, man. I just
0: uh, loaded this up.
1: Yeah. You want to... Yeah, I'll take a hit. Sure. Cool. I <laughs> ate an edible um, <clears> on... <throat> uh, President's Day, I went to LACMA, and uh, thought it would just be fun to see the art, but then it turned into How Do I Get Home Alive, like it was that kind of edible, <laughs> and uh, so I haven't smoked since. It turned into How Do I Get Home Alive? That was, that's what it is. When was that? That was on Monday, because they had a free oh, yeah, thing for yeah. President's uh, last <laughs> week, Monday. But, yeah. Cool. <clears throat> It hits real good. Yeah. So this is the first time I've smoked weed. So I've done anything weed since then because I was like, oh, that was strong for a week. Yeah, I think that's fair. That's yeah, a reasonable sure, amount of sure. time.
0: Yeah.
1: <coughs> is that indica or, stivas, or is it? It's
0: a uh, little bit of indica, a little bit of uh, hybrid. Okay, cool. Sativa. Yeah, I'm usually an indica guy. Yeah. yeah, we got some assassin OG in here. Oh, nice. <coughs> <laughs> Woo.
1: Yeah. Yeah, man. Sounds so tough. what's been going on? Oh, it's been alright. I've moved back to the west side, which has upset some people that mm-hmm. I did that. Because I, I had a whole crazy apartment saga uh, <coughs> last oh, said- year. I was living in Silver Lake, and I had a psycho landlord. I started a new job where I from home, and she's like, I can't have you work from home. Cause you're taking up the space, and I'm like, "What? You mean the space that I pay for? You
0: mean the space I pay for every month? Yeah. yeah.
1: I'm like, yeah, I'm taking it up because no one's home, and I'm just, and I was like, <laughs> she's like, you have to get out, and I'm like, well, what? fuck you. So I was in uh, a two month Airbnb in Glassville Park near like around Eagle Rock. And it was nice. It was it was weird because that was I initially got an Airbnb for two months in Highland Park, yeah. and I went there. And it was basically a drug den. Uh, like, uh, I got there, there was drugs. They're
0: like, ah, you get what you pay for. Yeah. And
1: it was, <laughs> well, the craziest part was when I was moving my stuff in, like, the landlord saw me and said that I didn't condone this at all. And uh, and then uh, the guys who had, they were, me said, just say you're a friend of mine crashing with me for a few days. Oh. Like, after I already had told him I was doing that. And then I, that was uh, the night they had party McFly, you know, the UCB dance, like, improv dance party, and I okay. was actually working the door for that, and I came home at, like, 2 a.m., and the landlord had changed the locks already, what? so I called Aaron Beam, and I was like, I need to get the fuck out of here, and then what? I ended up in a mansion in Glassville Park for two oh, months, so okay. it worked out, but then I <laughs> moved back to the west side, got a dog, and I've just been doing shows, I'm getting booked a little bit more, which is good, cool, I'm five years in, I should be getting booked yeah. more. <laughs>
0: Yeah, you look you look you look around and then you're like wait how long have I been Yeah, it's one of those yeah, things where be.
1: I've been <laughs> getting more aggressive. It's like yeah, I should be most nights and uh that's what it's been. It's been busy, which is it's good busy though. That's, that's good. good. That's the kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah, man. Awesome. So And new jokes are working a little, so we'll yeah. see. I had, I had two new jokes last year that worked, which is not a good clip. Like, that's not a good clip to have two jokes a year. that It's not a bragging uh, no, moment. <laughs> but, uh, that's a uh, oh shit, what's going on kind of thing.
0: Well, last year, yeah, yeah, I wrote a bit last year. No, I wrote a lot of
1: bits. <laughs> Most of them didn't work. Uh, a couple of them did. One of the things I like about being in the West Side, though, is because when I was living in Silver Lake, there I didn't I only really went to East Side like Mike so. and worked on stuff, and like. I mean that's where a lot of my friends are, but I just I realized like recently that I'm not an alt comic. Like if that makes sense. Like I'm not. So it was like I was only going to like the alt like rooms. Yeah. And I was getting like my jokes weren't working because I feel like there's, it's more fun for me to make fun of the left than bash the right because everyone bashes the li- the right. So for me it's more like I'm on your side, but let's <coughs> point out how ridiculous you are. Yeah. That's a lot more fun for me. <laughs> And you can't do that in some east side rooms. Because so <laughs> they'll be
0: like, that's not funny. Yeah. I love vegan food.
1: Yeah, well, I, I mean, like, I had a gun joke that I worked on <laughs> for a year. That was one of the jokes that didn't work last year, oh. uh, a joke about guns. And then I got it right once I moved back to the west side and could go to rooms that were a little bit more, hmm. like, open to let you explore shit. Like, it was weird. I was at a, a Mike... Uh, in uh, the West Side where I Lived, and I was there. It was a shitty mic. It was like, but I, like, mm. another comedian who's a friend of mine, and was like the only other comedian there who I respected, um, was just live Facebooking how shitty this mic was, and just, here's the terrible offensive joke they're telling, here's the terrible offensive Ugh. joke they're telling. Yeah. And he was right. They were all terrible things, but I'm, I was like, shut the fuck up. It's a mic. Just <laughs> It's not supposed to be good. <laughs> There's actually a benefit to having a shitty mic, yeah, so you can true. see how that responds because you're going to have to do terrible crowds and see what that's like so i was more like yeah i agree this is terrible but But, yeah you gotta sit through it that's (laughs) what you're here to do it's part of yeah
0: yeah working out jokes uh bits bits that you think will do well that don't do well it's all it's all for the mic time yeah
1: (laughs) no it's uh it's basically i like performing in bad rooms in a way (laughs) that i probably shouldn't but it's probably not healthy but uh I just like testing out things in terms of crowds that like make me uncomfortable. I yeah. feel like that's more—it's more fun for me to see, because <laughs> if I can win over a crowd that is not inherently inclined to like me, yeah, if
0: they're not already on board, right when you and get then on I stage, win, over,
1: that makes me feel like I'm doing the right. You won like, them over. Yeah, it makes yeah. me feel like I'm doing my job, mm-hmm. like in a way that if I'm in a room of people who like me, making them laugh, I feel like I'm—I'm not—I like being laughed, getting laughed, yeah. but it's more just like. It's more rewarding if I win people over than I'm yeah. making people who are already inclined to like me laugh.
0: People who, when you go up on stage, they go, who the fuck is this guy? Make mm. me laugh.
1: Yeah, exactly. And then, <laughs> arms crossed, and then if I get break them, then I have... Then you then, open
0: your arms, and you're like, yeah!
1: Yeah. Then I feel like I'm a good comedian, which is not something I feel like 100% of the time. But, uh...
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we, we all have those moments. Yeah.
1: yeah. No, I think, uh... Yeah. By the way, re- remember when you emailed me at my job? That was that was fun. Uh, so I work uh, I work in uh, tech support for a streaming app. I, I don't feel comfortable saying whatever, but like and one of those are streaming apps on your Apple TV and Roku and stuff. And I got an email saying, "Hey, this isn't working on my phone," from a Doug Culp, and I was like. Doug, I've been on your show. I mean, you had no way of knowing. But I was like, dude, just Facebook message me, and I'll help you out with this. And it was like, no, actually do it through this email platform so I can get the credit for it. But it was just... It and was, then it worked, and now it works. Yeah, it took, it was just like not working for like two seconds. And then I'm like, all right, close this ticket out, and just make fun of Doug. <laughs>
0: yeah, it was when, I think that was when the that new phone had just come out. Yeah, too. it was a new, it, so you just got fun. a
1: new phone, we had updated the app, and it wasn't working for like two seconds, and you managed to write it in that two seconds. <laughs> and of all people who could have written in those two seconds, it was this guy, Doug <laughs> Cole.
0: You know what I've enjoyed um, from from the apps and just using it with general technology is uh, Chromecast. Yeah. Because um, I, I got one as a gift for Christmas, and I was like, I, um, I don't know if, how much I'll use this. Yeah. I use it it's all the time. Like, it's
1: the cheapest of the devices you can stream to for your TV. And if you have a smartphone, everyone has a smartphone. Yeah. And you just, and you get, it's, there's I'm... more apps on the smartphone than there is on like a Roku or Apple TV or something yeah, like yeah. that. So you just stream your Hulu stream. From anywhere. Whatever, yeah. Like it's,
0: anyone can be like, oh, I have a Chromecast, too. Uh, right, no, there's it's basically, cool I...
1: like, when you have an app that's on multiple devices, and people are like, what device should I get? You usually just say, well, the cheapest is Chromecast, and if you have, you have a smartphone, that will get your. Under- and it's just... Yeah. It's... I have th- I think I had three at one point, because... Three Chromecasts? Well, I did Like, my roommates <laughs> had one, and then as a... Holiday gift from the company I worked at. I got a Chromecast. Oh, I'm like, okay. oh right. This is useful. And then somewhere along the line, I know that. So I had three, and I used it like not like I still had a Roku, so I'd use that instead. Yeah. But so I just at one point just piling up Apple TVs. Yeah, my parents had one. That's what it is, and I sort of borrowed okay, theirs so yeah, yeah. at some point.
0: <laughs> piling up Apple TVs. Or yeah. You know,
1: piling up uh, Chromecasts. So yeah. That's the of My job is that they I work from home, so they give me pretty much every device. That they that the app is on, so it's just I look really cool. That's and awesome. It's kind of yeah.
0: Your your system is stacked and ready, ready for the challenge. Yeah.
1: So it's nice. I feel like I know well, know what I'm doing. It can help people out. Mm-hmm. I've a lot of people have just friends who know that I work for something. Just calling me and been like, "How does he get this thing to work?" And I'm like, "Pay me, pay <laughs> me, like whatever just, I salary I make." Yeah. <laughs> Baby money. <laughs> Buy me a drink at least. I don't know. <laughs> it's fine. It's it's all right. I mean, Texas court jobs are what they are, but yeah. they're for me. They're like as long as I'm getting paid what I deserve, and it's a chill job. Yeah, lets me do comedy. And you can do it from home. You can do it from it's home. So dope, dude. Yeah, and you can do comedy stuff. Like it's very light. All the the stuff you do. Like, the, the this new job I have, it's a much, like, less cutthroat, like, kind of place than where I used to work before. But that's awesome. Talking about day jobs <laughs> on a comedy podcast. <laughs> that's what we're doing.
0: Well, that's part of it. I mean, because we've all had shitty jobs. Yeah. and
1: Oh, this is, these are nothing. Like, I once, my favorite story about shitty job I had, I mean, I've had shittier jobs in this, but it was, I, so I started comedy in New York for, like, three months, yeah. and then I went to grad school. And then I dropped out of grad in Indiana. Then I dropped out of grad school and moved back to New York and yeah. started giving it a full shot. But the first job I got when I got back to New York was I was working for a marketing like startup boutique and stuff like that. And I had a shitty like marketing, marketing job. boutique something like a boutique <laughs> in online marketing firm. That's that's the term in the biz. It's not like a it is? a boutique. It's like oh. a small proprietorship. That oh, does... like a
0: niche or something. Is well, that... it's just
1: like if you want like a business that has like. 10 people working there, two, mm-hmm. cl- like maybe two or three clients they work with. Okay. And, uh, mm-hmm. and basically it was a very hipster-y startup. And I, I was apparently, I was apparently overqualified, which my resume was like, cause I had shitty marketing jobs. That's why yeah. I started doing comedy. Cause I was like trying to be a writer <laughs> and then it didn't work out. And this is what the work I was getting. So I had, I was like, apparently I just started at number three in the company, which I did not expect <laughs> to at all. And, uh, I just wanted to go back to New York and do Mike's. You're like, I'm the CEO now? Yeah, very, And I was just like, (laughs) this is a job I do so I can do comedy. and It didn't end up working out. But, like, I just was sort of new because I'd been away for a while at grad school. And then I got back, and the comedian in New York was very nice to me. I was like, I'll take you out to Mike's, man. We'll figure it out. Just meet up tonight. And I couldn't meet up that night because... uh, we had a meeting with the clients the next day, and they kept me at the bar, got me drunk, and were like, let's go through every single item in your wardrobe and figure out what is the doucheest hipster look you could put out there. Because we need to maintain a certain image, and our image is douchey hipster. They, like, literally were saying that. And they went. I went through all the... Sh- and it was, like, took three hours, and I couldn't do my... Ex- and I'm like, i got to get the fuck out of this. This is absurd. So, like, I have a shirt from a band in Chicago that no one really knows. They're so, like, perfect. And then... I wore that and met the client.
2: Perfect. Perfect. You're a hipster now.
1: Yeah. <laughs> I did have a shirt of a band that knew and knew outside of Chicago, so I can't really I like who the fuck am I? I did have that shirt, but i There it you was go. Like, Poison Arrows, everyone listening. Google the Poison Arrows. Poison Arrows? That's the name of the band. They're, Are they good? They sound yeah, great. they're really good. I'm friends with the guys now. They're fucking, yeah. So that's my plug, mm-hmm. It's the band Poison Arrows. I don't know if they've recorded an album in, like, the last four years. It
0: sounds awesome. It reminds me of, like, D&D and Diablo and stuff.
1: They're a little bit like, I'm trying to think, uh, they're like, if Tortoise was kind of a hard rock band. You know? I don't like, know Tortoise. No, they're like a drone i I'm doing a terrible description, but, like, it's <laughs> the like... Ambient? Ambient, but like more like Prague ambient, like like a lot of like, uh, synths. but explosions
0: but like in the sky, kind of or... a little
1: bit, but like they had like a much heavier, like a kind of like a place to bury strangers. If you know mm-hmm. that, then they are a great band too. If you ever see, get a chance to see them live, <laughs> that's one of the craziest live shows you'll see. So it's just loud <laughs> and upsetting in a, in a way that I really like. <laughs> place
0: to bury strangers it's a great
1: band name it's a great band name (laughs) doug really likes the band name "The Place to bury strangers but they they're fantastic and so
0: i like i like when band names are like either a phrase or like
1: godspeed you black you black emperor or whatever like stuff uh what's
0: at one point i named my band which was just me really glad you came
1: yeah but well, there's something like the band Fountains of Wayne was in before they were Fountains of Wayne. It was something like three men who standing side by side of a wingspan of twenty feet or some shit like that. That was like the the band that became Fountains of Wayne. Which is still kind of a phrase, but that was just like the most ridiculous. I think that's right. I'm not sure. That's that's pretty uh, bad.
0: I, I just imagined uh that uh Wayne Fetterman has multiple f- water fountains in his house, so that he
1: can say. So he can say that. I think <laughs> it's like they're from near Wayne, New Jersey, and his. So I think it's based on fountains that are in Wayne, New Jersey, okay. and, and I think that's where it comes from. Uh, I think my my yeah, I'm from New York, so my New Jersey knowledge is based on, like, the the golf the mini golf course we went to there. And that cheaper gas, so I live pretty much near the Hudson, so you go get gas there. and they So it's help.
0: like peripheral knowledge. Kind of. Well, I, I have friends from
1: Jersey, and I worked there. I lived in...
0: <coughs> What's a cool town in Jersey that no one really knows, where, like, there's cool shit?
1: There's a <laughs> lot of cool places there, actually. Um, i trying to think, like, in terms of cool places, I mean, I didn't hang out there that much, but... Um, I'm trying to think like New Brunswick which is not necessarily known as like a cool place like in general it's seen as kind of a shithole but it has like a really good like indie rock scene there cool. and uh the band the Screaming Females came from there Jersey yeah.
0: uh, uh Steel Train did they come from Jersey? And there's a lot of
1: bands that came from Jersey <laughs> Don Giovanni Records which is a fantastic record label is pretty much all Don Giovanni Records they're pretty much all Jersey bands that reminds
0: and, me of uh, High Strong or hey, not High Strong uh, uh Right.
1: Well, Titus andronicus. is one of my favorite bands of all time and they're from uh, Glen Rock, New Jersey. And the song, first song in their first album is Fear Loathing in Mawa, New Jersey. I have no idea what that means, but uh that's cool. I it's yeah. So they're they're one of my favorite bands ever and they're coming in May. Poison Heroes? Uh well, Poison Heroes oh, right. I love, but Titus andronicus. Titus andronicus. Yeah, okay. Have you heard of them at all? I've heard of them. Yeah. yeah. Adam Murray fucking them. is, like, the guy who swears by them the same way I do. Okay. Like they're... We both, like, we've talked a lot about that band, and how amazing they are.
0: I, uh, it makes me think of um, Fall of Troy, and then it makes me think of, like, Hardcore. But it's not Hardcore. It's,
1: right it's kind of like if... I can't... It's like if Hardcore and Hold Steady and Bruce Springsteen, which I guess Hold Steady and Bruce Springsteen hmm. are kind of the same thing, but they are much more like a raw, like angrier kind of like with a similar like secret heartbreak a hold steady kind of thing is it thing.
0: more yelling and less screaming
1: i'd say it's a little bit of both it's a li- <laughs> it's if you are like if you're crippling dep- depressed and you're like for me my depression takes on an angry sort of manifestation so yeah. i'm like screaming fuck everything good and then i cry immediately if yeah. that's how you do depression they are pretty much the best man <laughs> for that if you're if your depression involves a lot of screaming then you need to listen to tennis andronicus that's <laughs> That's how mine works.
0: Now, is some of the screaming also growling? That's, that's
1: screaming, it's growling. <laughs> it's guitars, it's gratuitous sax solos that I'm like, why is oh, this here? Nice. And uh,
0: Epic sax, man.
1: I think there's a glockenspiel involved at various points. Yep. Uh, but still, like, it sounds like a punk rock album at every point. Cool, so. cool.
0: Oh, man. I've been going through a lot of uh, music I haven't listened to in a while because when I... Um when I originally uploaded my music to Google Music, Right. Um, a bunch of the albums, Google Music was like, I don't
1: know what the I fuck do. <laughs> my friend did Even something.
0: when it's like a purchased CD, I'm like, I bought this from the store. I, my
1: friend did a thing when we were in college in like 2004, 2005, where like, iTunes did used to do a thing where you can share the playlists on the same network and so like where uh-huh. like if you were on the same network with other people who had iTunes playlists that were set up to share, uh-huh. well, and they may still do this, but like you can so like when you're in a dorm in college, you can see like everyone in your dorm's like playlist. Yeah. And one of my friends decided to like change, like rename all her Britney Spears albums or like whatever Christina Aguilera stuff as like Modest Mouse, and like. <laughs> er, 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 or like Chiffion Stevens or like cool shit. And then she you just, tricked people into listening to it. She just played it and it was just nothing but Britney Spears or Christina Aguilera. And stuff. And I'm like, that's cool. That's I, but, a good bit. Yeah, it's a good bit. She
0: did a good people, it got.
1: I think it got weird when people started uploading porn onto iTunes and you could share that. And it was just like, there were definitely some list listos emails about that. Like, cut it out, you guys.
0: <laughs> that's also a weird thing to be like.
1: Hey. Who puts porn on iTunes? That's, like, who uploads it into your iTunes videos? I guess this was before, like... Like, I think this was, like, before, like, Pornhub and, like, the portal sites became a thing, so you still had to download it, but it was just, like... You keep it in a shitty folder... That's like it's like in like a it's like one of the program fi- folder files that you have a program you don't use and you create a subfolder and that's where you put your porn videos. You give it a a name that your parents won't find. I don't, I don't know if this is common or just that's what mine was. But. That's
0: where prawn came from, isn't it?
1: I think some a lot of things came from that. That's like where, I mean, it's where like if you have like DDS attacks, it'd probably be in a folder like that that would take forever to find. But for me, it was just. Any porn you download, you just put it in. Like, I had like a Crayola paint app when I was fourteen, and, and I never used it, but I created like, uh, like uh, generic, uh, like named it something generic or yeah. like like files, or something, yeah, yeah, something files or something like that, and then put all the porn in there. No one was the wiser. Brilliant. I think that's pretty common. I think I got the idea from someone. Who told me to do that. So I think that's not uncommon. I don't yeah, know. It, that was... it, it's
0: a trade secret. It's a you, yeah, it word of mouth. It's a, it's a pervert trade secret. <laughs> yeah. Oh, good. Yeah. yeah. Um, wait, so... What is something in comedy that you haven't done that you want to do?
1: That's interesting. I've done a lot, I think, because I do improv and sketch and stuff uh-huh. which is not which I feel like I started that after stand-up which is not necessarily a common route I feel like a lot of people go from improv and sketch to stand-up yeah, I I f- just, yeah that's, that's more the arc I feel yeah, like yeah, yeah. I've sort of just mixed it up and
0: uh what are, what are some of your troop names?
1: I, I've not really been on a team consistently oh, okay. but I'm like you know there's a Cozy RN's a friend of mine and he runs a show Crashers Party that he puts me on mm-hmm. frequently I had one I'm already forgetting the names they all failed like they all <laughs> All the improv groups have failed. And, uh... Because that's how it works in improv. Most... I'd say, like, you see some great teams and, like, legitimately great teams, but 90% of them, like, had, like, three practice sessions and then other people had other commitments and then they just dissolved. What happened
0: was all of the people in the group yes-ended other opportunities in life.
1: Yeah. I mean, in terms of comedy stuff, I feel like I'm not acting. Let's, uh... Acting is something I haven't really done a lot, and mm-hmm. it's something I want to get more of. I don't know. I like doing, like, more dramatic, like, acting, though. Yeah. I don't necessarily do... Like, my... I wrote a... Like, the pilot I wrote, I realized, like, it it was started as a dramedy, but it kind of worked if I turned it into an hour-long drama, which uh-huh. is interesting. It was funny, but it was, like, it worked... It was kind of like that Louis girl's, like... Yeah,
2: yeah, yeah. Laughter
1: comes from the... What the... The situation the real you put life. In sim Yeah. ...in kind of thing, and... Uh, so real, but it was also kind of darker at some point, So I'm like, yeah. maybe I should turn this into a drama. Also, I didn't want to cut pages, so it <laughs> <because laughs> felt like I just add twenty pages. How was... long is the pilot? Well, now it's it's forty. I have to add ten more pages, Ooh. but then like, make it like fifty is generally like a drama pilot length. Yeah. So I just basically I'm going to include a ton of scenes for the female characters. who didn't write them well enough, so give them. That's like yeah, it's it's like, make, like throw in a Bechdel rule situation a couple of times and give them that and uh, make the girlfriend of the character who's based on me like understand why she date a shithead who's based on me like make, put that together uh, very typical writing
0: yeah man oh, it's fun to go back and look at uh, stuff you've written and then go oh wow I forgot about that
1: well yeah I mean some <laughs> things you write are like that I've had moments where you're like that's pretty good like yeah where you go back and read it like a week later and you're like Oh, wait, that came out better than I... I thought it was okay, but now that I have some distance, that's the fun one. Like, the pilot I wrote, the pilot is kind of... The pilot needs work, definitely, but, like, I wrote an outline for the show, Mm -hmm. and, like... It's like, it's like, you're supposed to like, when you do a treatment, you're supposed to do like five to six episodes to just give an idea of where it's going. I outlined two seasons of the show. It took like 40, 50 pages.
0: Yeah.
1: And I was reading the, I'm like, I kind of wish I could show people the outline more than the pilot. Because I'm like, this outline (laughs) looks pretty, like, this is a real good arc. Just came to me at some point. Yeah, so we'll see if there's any producers out there who want oh. to produce two seasons, of, or at least read an art and uh, uh, an outline of two seasons of a show that doesn't exist. Yeah, yeah. That let hey, me if know. You're if you're listening, if you're let listening, let us know. I don't want to know how many <laughs> listens this podcast gets on average. I really don't. <laughs> Eighteen. That's good. That's like mom. That's you. That's like your best friends. And like people who find it, there you go. That's good. That's not bad. It could be. I've been on worse.
0: No, yeah. I no, I joked that there's 18, but I think it, I think it's around uh, a month for the podcast as a whole. Maybe like twenty thousand. That's
1: good. That no, that's real good. Okay. Uh, I feel. I gotta to 20? I gotta shape up. <laughs> yeah, I gotta make myself look impressive. How do they listen to your laugh for a month? There's that's so- what I want to know. How do they, like, listen to that? With a smile on their With face. With a smile on their face. It's probably very positive people who are listening to this podcast.
0: Um, yeah, Australians. Australians. Some, some Germans, too.
1: Oh, you got some um, of those. That's
0: yeah, good. the internet told me so. Okay, that's cool. <laughs> the internet was like, hey, there's people listening to it here, too. And I have one
1: very good friend uh, from Australia. It was a comic in New York who got deported. Or not deported. He just had a visa. and He He couldn't departed. Get Departed back to <laughs> a place that he hates, but he, uh, Max Corbell. you're not listening, but if you are out there, I love you and miss you. Uh, he, But he works at a sex shop in Melbourne now and has a girlfriend, and so oh. I think he's, so that's it. That's a life. <laughs> yeah,
0: Australia, man.
1: Yeah. No, that's not a place I've been. So I haven't cool. been there either. I want to go. No, I mean, I've... I haven't left the U.S. since, like, except for Canada, which I don't count, uh, since for, since college. Like, when I was a kid, I traveled a lot. My dad's a professor, so okay. he went, like, European history, so he go around, I've been to like 20 countries in my lifetime. What? Stuff, yeah, so I've Where? Been, I, Tell uh, about some of those. So I lived in London for six months oh, when that's I was... All. Eight uh, when we when we were there we went to like Scotland Paris
0: did you start to develop a, a British accent No,
1: I was only there for six months. I did pick oh, up okay. a, a soccer thing, so I still am a fan. Oh, of, okay. Fan of Arsenal. They just lost to Barcelona, which is okay because it's Barcelona mm. like right now. But that was like when I was eight. That has stayed with me. Wow. To yeah. To this day, um, so that was great. Um, so, but then I so when we were there, I went to France. I went to Belgium. I feel like I went to one other country, and I. Did a summer in Spain. Uh, oh, I lived. Man. Did summer abroad in Germany. I've been. Uh, so it's like. I've so
0: because your dad's a professor, so history I've been... professor. Like, that he was getting paid to travel. Oh
1: yeah, the big thing that. Oh man, the, that's so yeah. cool. And the the big thing, uh, the cool uh... trip that I got <laughs> as a result of that was my dad was teaching on this academic cruise. So it's like alumni of the school will pay a a shit ton of money (laughs) to go on a cruise and learn about the history of wherever they're going. And my dad does Eastern Europe, so he went around the entire Baltic so it's nice. like Denmark, uh, Lithuania, Latvia, Estonia, Poland. Your
0: dad is Weezer. Kind Weezer yeah. Cruise,
1: 311 Cruise.
0: Oh. All those bands do that. Oh, <laughs> that
1: makes me respect my dad a little less. <laughs> no, 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 that's no right. but it's like a cool idea. Right. So he just also,
0: there's comedians who do cruises, too. Yeah, oh
1: no, I have a friend who's been trying to get me on to do their cruise gig, which I would totally do. Oh. The problem is it requires... Thirty minutes of family friendly material and thirty minutes of non family friendly material, and the family like I don't know how I could fill thirty minutes of family friendly, like, and it's, riff uh, riff just riff, riff for 30
0: minutes.
1: just talk about my just talk about my dog for twenty.
0: Just riff
1: riff don't about my dog. Material. So here's my like, dog. This is so,
0: material only, right? Okay, I'm just like
1: was, I, I, There's no way I can riff and not swear all the time though, so that would be a problem too. Crowd, crowd work. work. I'd crowd probably work. just be like, yeah, crowd, crowd work, work, and then I'd oh, do, yeah. <coughs> which I'm not good at, but it would still do it. Then I just like tell my dog stories, and then that would fill. How long
0: does it go for?
1: I go. There's like apparently like two week stretches at a time. Some of them wow. will go where you get paid a lot of money They pay for a room and board and everything. Yeah. Uh, so, and room and over. They have free drinks, free food, and stuff like that. So, uh, some of them, but some of them will go on for like months and months and months. Yeah. And, uh, wow. But this, this one, it's just, I want to do it, but it's also, like, I don't know if I can fill. Like, that's really the requirement. But I can do 30 minutes of regular stand-up yeah, yeah. Yeah, easily. But it just wouldn't, it involves swearing and sex in ways that, like, <laughs> wouldn't necessarily be good if there's kids involved there. <laughs> like, I did a show in front of, like, mostly, like, it was, a, it was a, a rock festival where they brought in comedians, and it was mostly, like, 18 to 20-year-olds. Yeah, And it was like, I don't know how to talk to this audience in a way i know i'm supposed to appeal to them and i'm sure there's like jokes and they laughed at some points but it was just like a whole joke where i just shit on 18 year olds and it's just like i realized i went into that joke at like too late and i was already in the joke they like gotta laugh but it's just like when you say to people like
0: you're, like, you're all pieces of shit
1: you're all pieces of shit who aren't technically human beings yet that's not going to work it doesn't bode well. It doesn't... I still got a good response. There were enough people there who were down. The band liked it. The band who was going up after me liked that joke. So there you go.
0: I just imagined one kid in the front like, I'm a person. Yeah. There was
1: there was that. There definitely was a few of them. Or just not laughing. It was like, I don't know. Acoustics were bad. It was whatever. Uh. <laughs> Blame the acoustics That's Ooh. the oldest thing
0: Wait what That was a festival?
1: It was uh, It was like a one day Like punk band thing At Los Globos And um, Okay My friend John Lynn Reyes Put me on Put on a bunch of other comedians what, what band? It was a lot of just like I think there was one record label That I forget I'm already forgetting The name of the show It's Did very Did you the listen to Vandals? Uh, I only know them from that X-Files episode where oh, yeah. they are in and it's Jack Black and then like the guy, the creepy guy. And Giovanni, 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 Giovanni Ramisi. Ramisi, yeah. He has a Vandal shirt and they yeah. play. Like, it's weird. There's like
0: three Vandal songs in that Yeah, because Chris
1: Carter was like friends with the Vandals. And, oh, really? Uh, the song that ended the episode was like, it was something about fart or poop, but that was how the, the, the show ended and it was, <laughs> clearly you're just rewarding your friends it <laughs> doesn't fit this Limb at fast
0: all. Live Di- fast diarrhea.
1: Live fast diarrhea it was something involving I think it was yeah. a track off diarrhea. It may have been the, the title track. Live
0: Fast Diarrhea. It was
1: probably that. That's...
0: That that album was I think new then.
1: Yeah, it was new then oh, which is man, that
0: was so cool. Yeah. I, I I listened to The Vandals um through high school and like I watched X Files but I hadn't seen every episode. Right. And when I re watched um the, in the last year right. that episode came up and I was like the Holy Vandals? Shit. Holy yeah. shit. the Vandals. What? Yeah. This episode has the Vandals all over it. It's What's all going it's on? a
1: pure Vandals episode. <laughs> and I was
0: like I was like, Whoa, this is so great. Yeah. The Vandals. And
1: it was Jack Black before anyone knew who he was, so that was pretty <laughs> yeah. cool too. He was the best friend who is the, the yeah, villain turns yeah. on. Ooh. that was a fun episode. Are you
0: watching the new?
1: I didn't watch it at all as a kid, so Oh, okay, okay. I didn't ever watch it so I'm so binging don't on you
0: feel super connected to it. Well, yet. I'm just
1: I I I I it's something I I have a lot of like respect for. I just I don't yeah. want to watch something where I don't know what happened in the show. So yeah. I'm on season 4 now, but yeah. so that's
0: People if anyone tells you to skip seasons don't skip. Seasons. I never I can't <laughs> even if they tell me that
1: I can't skip seasons. It's
0: good like it's
1: all good. It's something like my my roommate was like I was talking to him I'm like I've heard those seasons without Mulder are bad and he's like that's cuz they're nerds who don't like things that aren't pure. And it's like <laughs> if you that show, the last two seasons were all Vince Gilligan so if it shows what Breaking Bad like became and I'm like all right I'll look forward to seeing that. You know
0: what? I think
1: those same people
0: say like lost oh first four seasons but then after that and it's like is that because your favorite characters are gone right
1: well, i think the, <laughs> fifth, the show still the good? fifth season of lost was the best i haven't i'm i'm uh i'm in season one right okay now. Uh, for me the fifth season was really like it, it pretty much incorporated all the characters and i feel like some of the characters that come later on are really incredible like there's like a physicist and there's a like there's Guy who was in the military and in jail, who you'll you'll meet later yeah. on. Yeah, if you're listening to this, you know 100% what I'm talking about. <laughs> uh, but they are great characters, and they sort of had they both sort of peak around season five, and okay. that's sort of when you get a lot more information. And you're, I mean, it's still fucked up and weird and confusing. Yeah. But that's and when there was
0: you, one more season. There, there was six seasons.
1: Season yeah. yes, think there was this, seven. But there six. were six seasons. Okay. I think the last season was like relatively few episodes. Oh, okay, and it had some really great moments. It was just. Like, I, for me, like, the ending with that show is, like, I knew going into it that they were making the shit up as they went along, and I think a lot of people expected there to be this grand plan where every question would be answered, (laughs) and I, I didn't expect that, and I wasn't upset that, like, certain things were never explained, that's the thing. It was just more, it was really dumb. Like, it was just a corny, (laughs) dumb finale. It was stupid. Well,
0: I heard that the, the the meaning behind it wasn't supposed to be that they were dead the entire time no there's a whole lot of interpretation it like... it's
1: just dumb and corny that's <laughs> yeah. and but it's like i can see <laughs> watching it how like if you are expecting answers it would ruin the whole like show and make you think retroactively that the show was shit all along like <laughs> yeah. which is not it's a great great show yeah. and it's a really compelling really if you like like interesting storytelling and the characters are pretty much all great. Some of the, some of them are like get weaker, and then you're like, <laughs> and there's when characters die, it really hurts in that show because there's the, yeah. there's a lot of like I want to know more about you, and now you're dead. Kind so
0: of thing. so you just said when characters die. Because this was one of the first shows that introduced, like, killing off main characters. This was,
1: I mean, I feel like the main show, I'm, I mean, this would be a huge spoiler if you haven't seen the show, but 24 was really the show oh, okay, that okay. did that. Like, the end of the first season, like, this, I mean, I can, I won't say who it is, <laughs> but, like, they kill off one of the central characters of the show, and it's, uh, it was a huge hack. And this was 2002.
0: Yeah, I still haven't seen 24 so, either. I've so, seen the pilot.
1: Yeah, so that, <laughs> like, I'm, so I won't say anything more than that, but that moment in the end of that was, like, it really sh- and, you know, except for Jack Bauer everyone in that show could be killed and there <laughs> wasn't any it wasn't like that at the time like it, that was not the culture the culture yeah. was they will like with, with that's, X, that's X- X-Files they, they will find rid- ridiculous like, ways for characters to survive when there's like you Right, pra- 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 there's no like, the episode of, of the X-Files when they're on a boat and aging, like, rapidly. Like, yeah. that. There's no way they should be alive after that. Like, that the whole thing was set up so they... But remember
0: they found the,
1: the, the... Yeah, but that was clearly <laughs> bullshit. But they just did that so they could keep the characters alive. And it was a one-off mm-hmm. episode, so you know this is not when they die going into it. But, like, that's the show where, like, that was what it was... It's a, It was probably one of the best shows in the 90s, drama-wise. But it was also... indicative of like yeah we're not going to kill off anyone I mean I know later on I don't know what happens later on so I don't know what happens to Mulder when how they justify David Duchovny's contract situation which is really (laughs) what it was I actually don't know that that's a good because I feel like with shows like that, with new, where everyone, anyone can die, mm-hmm. like, how do actors' contracts work? Because if you're a star, do you just sign it on a season-by-season basis? Like, <laughs> I've heard with Game of Thrones, like, there's a, a a meeting that happens where you will be called into an office privately, and going into it, you know, oh, no, this is it for the character. And no one else knows? Well, it's like, it, it, everyone's seen the... the person who does it the see People who've seen the meeting enough, like, will know... This is going to happen now, like, wow. and it's like I think like again, spoiler if you haven't seen it, but the guy who plays Bran, got that meeting, and people and he initially thought, oh shit, what's how, do, how how am I gonna die? But they basically it's like he's back in the season, so basically it's like the way the plot works, you're gonna skip the next season, but you'll be back after that. So he thought, oh yeah, thought that's he, right, yeah. So because they basically what happened was they pretty much reached the end of his. Story, story in the that's in that the was in the books, after season four, so season five, which is the they're wrapping up the loose ends of the other stuff. They're just yeah. like gotta, and also with his like he's turning puberty, so that's always weird. It's like you got to sit this one out. <laughs> I'm really excited for this season where it's like it's not. He, is he gonna be tree kid
0: like, and is he gonna like, yeah. command nature? he, like, I think there's
1: <laughs> with him, he is going to be like <clears throat> one of the most important characters in the way things end. Like it's shaped up to be that he like, for the last two and parts Kaleesi of it too. Yeah, well, even like I think even more brand because he's got the vision of what's going to happen. Uh, I think uh, so. I don't know how it's gonna work. but I think brand like brand's always been a cool character, but he's not been like. In Arya or a, he a Tyr- he's not been a character where you're like He's an I, exciting character. I will oh yeah. We wait for the scenes when he's in that's not the situation. Hodor
0: has to carry him to places.
1: Yeah. I think you you like Hodor more. He's like the Anyong of uh, Game of Thrones. The best one word character of your name. Hodor is
2: the on Anyang of Game of Thrones.
1: He is. He just says his name that's and that's so good. That's all he that's all he's good uh, for, but you love him for That's it. a tweet. I tweeted that. I have already tweeted that at some point. I know, there's no way. I, I don't know Wayne, but there's no way I haven't tweeted that at some point. Probably like 2013 or something like that, so I tweeted that. Well, then that's a retweet. Okay. Now, I don't know if Twitter has that Facebook memories feature. But if I post it on Facebook, it will come up, and I'll be like, yeah, that's the same thing.
0: Oh, good. Yeah. Um, let's see. So, stuff in comedy that you wanted to do, but haven't act, done. It was
1: sort of more acting. That's mm-hmm. sort of, I don't have an agent, and it's like one of those things where I'm like, oh, that'd be a cool thing, go on auditions more, but and figure that out. I feel like I, I acted a lot when I was a kid. Yeah. And, like, I was actually good at it then. Mm-hmm. Like, I like we had a class where sort of agents would come, and this was in New York where I grew up, and the agent that was interested in me, my teachers were jealous of that I was able to get him. So that oh. was the thing. Problem was, I was also out of control as a human being. <laughs> so I had no, like, shame and tendency, like, hey, don't go there, like that kind of thing <laughs> in my life. And then once I sort of got control of that, my acting sort of shut down. Uh. Because, like, the part of me that was good at acting was also the part of me that didn't care about my the consequences of my actions and yeah. stuff like that. And uh, so comedy, when I got into stand up, it's been good because I've been like walking myself back into that sort of natural performing yeah. place. And if you just give me a script, because normally with comedy, both stand up or improv, you are writing and performing at the same time. Mm-hmm. So if you like give me the words to say, for me it's like easier, and I can just go crazy with them and just see what's, and just like read that and be like, oh, that's okay, that's mm-hmm. like that's cool. So that's <laughs> sort of what it is for me. Yeah. I'm um, probably gonna get a lot of Facebook requests from cult heads out there. Uh, and y-mitators, the imitators, the imitators. Yeah, <laughs> I have a couple of people who just found me on the internet and are fans, and it's like I don't know what to do with them. They've come to my shows, and it's it's cool. It is cool. And it's just like I'm, uh, they're kind of they're weird, which I'd expect if you're finding someone at my level on the internet and coming to shows. It's weird. But uh, no offense to the two fans I (laughs) have listening to this. But, yeah.
0: Awesome. Uh, uh, What is your favorite part about doing comedy?
1: For me, like, I always was a ranter on some level. Mm -hmm. And there's part of me that just, like, I still do it on Facebook. And I kind of am annoyed at myself and I post, like, Facebook (laughs) rants about (laughs) politics or whatever. But I still do it. Um, and I feel like for me, there were things that would always sort of cheese me or, or like really upset me. And if I just scream about how bullshit it is, people are like, just shut up, Ethan. And, uh, (laughs) but if I can twist, so when I have that moment now, I'm pissed off about something, I'll see how can you twist this to be funny and, uh, still get your point across, but more, it's about being, it's like. You know that's a lot of comedies. Either you scream, you cry, or you make it funny. That's yep. how people function. And for me, that's like when I can express like how I feel about something. A couple of jokes in my act that are like, that's like I've not been able to express that in a way that people can digest in other ways than comedy. And that's mm-hmm. like like a huge that's a huge thing for me that I'm able to do that. Yeah. And so when you get a joke that's working and it's something that is like you addressing an issue in the world or in yourself that is like upsetting and it gets a response that's like that's why you do this the thing you do yeah. kind of, in a way
0: yeah yeah oh oh how about how about the feeling when uh, when you riff off of a a joke like a newer joke and then the riff works too yeah well i feel like
1: that <laughs> that for me and when i when i took improv classes that actually made my stand up better because i think the thing for me was i would always all my jokes were... kind of had a point, in a way. Which, not, not a lot of comedian jokes have a point. I kind of am jealous of comedians who can just dick around up there. Mm-hmm. For some, even though know, I think having points is respected. Yeah. Well, maybe a little more. But, uh, I, I... If people... Before improv, it was like, if people laughed at a thing that wasn't my point, I wouldn't necessarily follow that. Or, like, go make that part of the joke. But, yeah. like, the improv is just like, you are instinctually wired to follow the funny. And, yeah. like go where that is and just be more open about like handling something weird like that that comes up Mm -hmm. and for me there's a couple of jokes i have that were like like oh that's the part that gets a laugh so just do just do that part and that then that's a real joke now and then like that's uh a tag or something like that yeah that makes people so it's like yeah that joke wouldn't have worked unless i knew to just go there and stuff like that
0: yeah it's so awesome i had a movement like that on
1: for water, oh, of course. Actually. Yeah, I was drinking it blind <laughs> with nothing in it.
0: Um, I had a moment like that on Thursday. I was telling you, I started talking about something I haven't talked about on stage yet. <clears throat> and and it, it fucking worked. And right. I was like, I didn't know that that was going to be the part where they laughed. But it yeah. worked.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Well, for me, like I do a lot of storytelling. Like some people have, like I may do almost as much storytelling at this point as I do stand up. Like mm-hmm. like specifically shows like that because yeah. I ran a storytelling mic and I did. I've done it for in New York and, and I do the moth a lot. And so people see that and will put me on stuff a little bit more. Yeah. And I love love when I tell a story that on stage I've never told anyone, like, publicly. Uh, or if I told one person that and, like, a person I trust who's like, oh, he, you can get away with anything with me, yeah. and, like, kind of went away. And I'm like, oh, okay. And then I told that, and I'm like, let me tell that on stage. Mm-hmm. And then if you're honest, like, even if you're not written, it's not supposed to be jokey when you do storytelling, but if you're just honest and really, you can make jokes about what happened to you yeah. in context, like, that is such a, that audiences will respond to that really strongly. Like, maybe you're stronger than, like, a jokey joke that, like, right it's really like that for me is like my favorite when you're telling a story and it works that's like that's like yeah then they're invested like i did a show at the clubhouse on saturday it's Mm -hmm. show called animal garage um and the theme of the show is shame and it was supposed to be like embarrassing things from your past and the other performers Mm -hmm. there did like cute like awkward things from like scripts they wrote from when they were a child or like yearbook photos stuff like that And I got up there and told a story about when I was jerked off by a homeless woman in a bar bathroom when I was 25. And, which is not a typical, that's not like a typical story. And I told that to maybe like one person, like a friend of mine who's a storyteller that just came up in conversation. So it was completely off, like, it's, it's on theme because the theme is shame but it was not in the same tone as the other stories and people were like oh okay and i was like oh okay i'm telling this now but uh but it was great i had a wonderful time
0: with the homeless lady
1: oh no that was not a wonderful time not i had an i ejaculated but it was not a wonderful oh god i didn't know she was homeless at the time i found that out the next day when. Figured out the cab, I put her on so she wouldn't so she wouldn't steal from me. Like went to a shelter and for, for and so that was when I figured out what it happened. So yeah, I was like, all right. I felt weirdly closer connected to comedians after I had done something like that. I'd done something shitty enough with my life, and now all the shithead stand-ups I hang out with, I have a moment that can compete with them. So yeah, you know, um, you always
0: have that story. Yeah.
1: I've never not been jerked off by a homeless woman in a bar bathroom now. <laughs> <laughs> Putting that out there for the world to hear. <gasps> oh, mm-hmm. It's a thing that happens. I can't I it's but it's something I would not tell normally. It just took me like <laughs> years... that happened like six years ago and it just took me till like t- like literally like two weeks ago to sort of figure out <laughs> I'm okay if I say that on stage. Like it's not going to to kill me to say that on the stage. Yeah, and I came out of that. I'm alive. Yep. And my my intentions and motivations were not pure evil. Like at that point, it was just someone to get my dick wet. And uh, <laughs> everyone has shit, terrible shit they've done to to do that. And mine was just terrible in this way. So oh,
2: yeah. Oh man.
1: Yeah. That's awesome. So, yeah, everyone was there. I was pretty surprised because that's not what I seem like <laughs> necessarily. I don't seem like a person who that happened. I say that happened to, like I didn't like have any stakes in it at <laughs> all. It's was just like, oh, I just happened to be in a bar. No. I oh, to... I don't know what happened. Ah, it just okay. happened. Dog. I accidentally, no. I... <laughs> I followed that situation. Like it was initiated and I didn't back out. <laughs>
0: yeah.
1: Um, let's talk Star Wars. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Han dies at the end. I'm just going to say that to everyone now. It's been two months. Shut the fuck up if, if you're you mad. You haven't
2: seen it yet. If you haven't
1: seen it yet, and no one's told it's you so have damn yet. Damn Han Solo fun. dies at the end of this one. And it's a very sad but good scene. And it makes mm-hmm. sense given the plot line, but it hurts. But it happened. So, uh, see, Star Wars for me, I was never, like, a Star Wars... I'd seen the movies, but I never really was, like, a guy who was obsessed with them. Yeah. And I went to a very nerdy college and hung out with nerdy people there, and they all worship Star Wars. Mm -hmm. And so, to be their friends, you have to talk Star Wars. So I can talk (laughs) Star Wars with the best of them, even though I've never, like, liked them. I've liked, like, appreciated them. And I think I've watched Empire recently, and it was the first time... I had a moment where I thought this is a really good movie I yeah. never had that thought before I was just like they're fun and they're kind of stupid but they're iconic and that was kind of like my take on them Yeah. and then I watched it and I'm like this is and this is 1980 these movies were not kind of made in 1980 yeah. so I had that moment where I'm like oh, okay it makes more sense now if you've read Simon Pegg's memoir he really does a great job of contextualizing what Star Wars was in 1977 and what it meant and how it was yeah. not like anything anyone had ever seen and all the effects that they All the effects seen, and like the scrolling it. thing in the fake episode 4 which no one knew what the fuck that meant and <laughs> it was just like so everyone that was really like a cool thing mm-hmm for people that was like just the, the scale of it and like even if it was completely effective was yeah, was like four?
0: this is the first one yeah exactly so <laughs>
1: no one quite knew what was going- and it's just like but it had that like grand scope of things so yeah. I appreciate it a little I think I appreciate those movies more now than I did when I was like a pretentious 16 year old <laughs> or whatever and I liked the new one I really liked the new one I cried at a, at a couple S- moments insane. in the new one. Yeah. Oh man I thought it was very, very good I thought it was like oh. on the level of the originals which is it's
0: so good um when when people talk about it and they're like Psh, it's it's so much like new hope and it's like well there, there has to be a beginning point like pretty and, much and star it's...
1: wars doesn't have like <coughs> in pretty much every version of that like i like knights of the old republic is one of my favorite video games and that's a star wars plot about uh, like saving fighting an evil dictator and, and having planets getting blown up, and then you have like a Wookiee, you have a hero, and you have a rogue, and yeah, it's yeah. just like it's the same thing. And that's kind of like, how are you not going to have a plot like that? What are you going to just have them like walking around, like a Lord of the Rings? Like, <laughs> just,
0: yeah, walking around,
1: like it's, it's just like find Mordor, find Mordor. <laughs> Like, there's, that's what Star Wars is. There's a, there's a strong female character who, like, I guess, depending on how you look, I think she was a strong character, yeah. and, like, an evil bad guy who was from this line of evil bad guys, and mm-hmm. he's going to blow up planets, and you're going to, you're going to stop him from doing that, and yeah. you're going to have this whole thing where you blow up a ship that's, why would the ship be that vulnerable if it's that powerful, but it's going to happen, so, yeah. it's just, that's what a Star Wars movie is.
2: <laughs> it was so good.
1: That was the third one that blew up a a giant impossible ship, so there's like very few Star Wars <laughs> things, and the the ones that are that are the prequels, which no one likes, so you only like Star Wars if a giant thing gets blown up
0: <laughs> pretty which is, much which is great yeah, it was it's great. so great, oh man, oh the part where um where she goes in the in the and finds the lightsaber oh yeah, oh. that
1: scene was very and just the 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 like flash the voices and stuff yeah. like that. That for me, and I think they really they got Han Solo's character down. I yeah. think they got the. I there's no way that he and Leia were not going to be an awkward divorce couple in the sixties. <laughs> <60s. And laughs> yeah, <they> really. <laughs> but they present. But they it's good that they respected each other and they had yep. a really good thing. BB-8 was like as good as R two D two in yeah. my mind. I I would like the movie just for the line droid, please. Like I like if the movie was terrible, but it, it, it still had that line, I would have loved it. Droid, please. Droid, I fuck, please. I, that, <laughs> For me, I would no matter what happened the rest of the movie, I would have liked it solely for the like Life Aquatic. I don't, I don't think is that great a movie, but it had the line. I know I haven't been at my best this past decade, which for me is like one of my favorite lines. So I like that movie solely because it's like it's worth it for that line this to exist. Past no, I've been my best this past decade. That's such a oh, that's the perfect line. I, I think that had to be Noah Baumbach who wrote that line because that is such like it captures everything. <laughs> And just the it's a perfect Bill Murray line too, and it's just oh. So I, I it's not I don't think it's that great a movie, but I love it because it had it led to that line existing in the world. Yeah. Try please, <laughs> try please. I loved how he
0: always was grabbing her hand, and she's like, "Let go." Yeah.
1: <laughs> I didn't even know that Simon Pegg was in it, like, when I first saw it. Yeah. And then I like, Simon Pegg's one of my fucking heroes in yeah. comedy. Oh, it's him? And then you're he like, and then I guy? figured out the next day, he's like, oh, that, oh, kind of the same body type, roughly. And attitude-wise, I could definitely see it, but it's just so blocked. It's yeah. like, I don't, know, I don't like that when, like, an actor who you really like is put in a mask or, like, in a situation where you can't really see them act in the same way. Like. But I
0: bet I bet the feeling for the actor is, like, no
1: one even fucking knows it's, it's me probably cool, it's probably cool but I mean like awesome. but like in and then they'll Darth... see
0: my name in the credits and be like whoa that was them
1: but I mean more like I'm thinking more like uh, Bane Darth... <laughs> like that kind of thing where it's just it's like you love Tom Hardy but you are not watching this thinking it's Tom Hardy like I mean it's that movie <laughs> because is... he
0: talked like that
1: yeah but I mean like his face is covered and stuff like that yeah. in most of his movies most of his movies his face is covered and you don't it's like he's not yeah, playing Matt the whole Max. thing yeah <laughs> But he still had like moments, yeah. God, I fucking love that. That's yeah, that's so I good. if that doesn't win every single Oscar, I'm going to be pissed. I I'm probably not even gonna watch the Oscars, but I would be acting When is it? I don't it's, even know.
0: It's uh, Is it this weekend? This,
1: yeah, it's this Sunday. So I'm probably I'm just gonna avoid traffic. That's really what I'm gonna do. I'm gonna probably uh I'll see. I might be sticking the west side and not go down that the key to being happy in LA, by the way, <laughs> what I figured out. The key to being happy is to not go to Hollywood whenever possible. If you, like, you have a choice, like, if you have to go to Hollywood for a thing, that's fine. But if you have a choice of, like, going to Hollywood or not going to Hollywood, and it's, like, 50-50, don't go to Hollywood. And L.A. becomes a great place, and you love it east side's great west side's great just hollywood if you aren't there for too long that's true it's It's like true it will kill you because
0: then it's like oh yeah it's this big touristy spot and there's all these tourists yeah but even just
1: like you are uh, like every conversation turns into a business conversation the way i feel like maybe at the west side because there's not as many korean people or even if you go to the east side there's like musicians and stuff like that but it's not everything is like a meeting, meeting, Yeah, agent, this is how you get this show, this is how you get that thing. Although,
0: if anyone's out there, who wants to give me a meeting? Oh, if
1: (laughs) anyone wants to give me a meeting, please, if you are a manager, I don't care if you're a shit manager, if you can get me gigs, that maybe pay me more than like two dollars and a beer, sign this motherfucker, both of us, right now. Yeah, yeah, please. No, that's... uh, That's, uh... I don't know what's going on. But, yeah.
0: Um, Hollywood and Westside. Side. Oh, um, the Improv Space? I've heard that's a yeah, good that's one. Yeah, that's a really I, good I theater. They have a
1: really great mic there on Monday nights at, like, 9. Oh, cool. Um, they do... They used to have a mic on Friday, and I didn't... I went a couple times, but then... The host said that uh, he thought women who came forward about rape in the military were just doing it for the publicity. So I, that was the host of that mic, so I stopped going for a while. I shit on politically correct comics and I refuse to go to mics because of the stances of their thing. I don't shit on politically correct comics. Be be a decent person. Like that's kinda of thing. Just, just let me tell my gun work on a gun joke that is not a hundred percent party line. Just let me do that just allow me this. Yeah. No, exactly. Uh, I don't know. It's more... Yeah. I mean, for me, it's like... I just heard that, and I'm like, I'm not going to go to that mic, and then I think they canceled it. But the improv there is really good, too. Westside Comedy Theater in Santa Monica is uh-huh. fucking great. They have two mics a week there. They're two incre- really good mics.
0: Did that place used to be called Westside Eclectic?
1: I don't know. I mean, it's always been Westside Comedy Theater when I was there. It's on the promenade, pretty much. Okay. And it's... uh It's Mission Improbable, which is a Chicago improv group that came here to our theater, and so I went to college in Chicago, and it's probably my favorite place in the world. And uh, it's like it has the feel of like a Chicago comedy club, where it's very mellow, but it's still funny, and you let you do whatever you want to do, and And there's Chicago
0: style hot dogs.
1: Yeah, well, not there, and
0: Chicago style pizza. Just stop,
1: but yeah, but I know. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> but I do know uh, a Chicago-style pizza place in every, in every side. Like, I know one in Hollywood, I know one Ooh. on the east side, I know one on the west side. So that's... I'm a deep dish person nice. very much. It's and good. so, and I've scouted the, the best deep dish locations. Massa and Echo Park, Highwood Pies in Hollywood, yeah. and uh, C in Santa Monica. Go <laughs> if you like deep dish and you are in Los Angeles. Those, those are, are the, the three spots to hit up. Nice. So... <laughs> I went on a date at Masa, like, a few months ago, and we got wine, and he's like, I know you, and it's just, like, one of the waiters are like, I'm a regular here, I'm a, I'm a regular at a restaurant, it's never a thing that's happened before. It's a cool thing. Oh, it's a great feeling to be, like, known, i like, what am I, Norm? This is great, just yeah. Oh, I'm a, I'm known. I've
0: had a couple spots like that, there was a, and they were both in, uh, Vista, when I used to live in Vista, yeah, and um, there was Juanita's, which burned down at one point. Uh,
1: okay, it sounded familiar, but it was a Where? How
0: how long ago was this roughly? In, in old Vista, this was um, in the last five years. Okay, because
1: I moved here two and a half years ago, so okay. I may have been before my time, though I have heard. Juanita Illusions. I may be confusing it with a place in Washington Heights in New York. Possibly could be doing that. I'm probably like confusing it with the Juanitas there. Never mind. But, so, yeah, Juanitas. Yeah. Uh, we, me
0: and my, me and my two friends, we were roommates, and we would go in and we would just hold up three fingers. Oh, they,
1: they knew. They knew. I go to this Chinese place in uh, Palms where I used to live. And I, got, I used to go there like two or three times a week because you're broke and it's like $5 for a full meal and mm-hmm. you're, you're satisfied for that. And I ordered the same thing there. I still go there like three or four times a month. And the guy just doesn't acknowledge that I go there all the time. <laughs> the Chinese guy's like, what do you want? Uh, okay And then like And he orders it it's like You want it to hear? And I always order The exact same thing <laughs> And he just asks me Every single time Where it's like I've, The only time I order Not Is if they're out of Like I order the noodle combo <laughs> With uh, Beef and broccoli <laughs> And general soda chicken And then I just uh, Oh no Orange chicken Sorry It's it's orange chicken yeah. Sorry I don't know my own or- But yeah <laughs> And then I'll get like a soda And I'll get it to go To here for here And I'll just like Listen to podcasts Or watch like 10 minutes Of whatever show I'm watching Yeah uh, and then I'll go. And um, and do, I've done this, I do this like three or four times a month at least. Probably more, more, like five times a month. And I used to go a lot more frequently than that when I was living mm-hmm. a lot closer. Mm-hmm. And he just doesn't know that I am this guy who <laughs> orders the same thing and has the same routine. Or he's ignoring you. Or, I don't know. <laughs> he's got...
0: He he's hates he's you. Chinese and he's got he long hair and you. has like
1: a, no he's got he's like got a hippie vibe and but he's also like a Chinese guy and I don't know I don't know quite what to do with that like he's like a, like he barely speaks English but he's he's like got a patchouli vibe to him and that it throws me off so I'm not used to that combination but that's fine go. Do you do, just, it's also like, no, I exist, you know, a little bit. You do you, <laughs> but remember me. Yeah, or acknowledge that I'm like, oh, you're getting that, right? Like, you know. yeah,
0: Yeah, it's, it's cool when when you're a regular somewhere and they're like, yeah, we know.
1: Yeah, you know. We got it. You know the name of the waiter, you know the name of the bartender. <laughs> I know a lot of bartenders by name in New York, which is not a good reflection, in like various neighborhoods, it's not a good reflection of my drinking. <laughs> Restraint in New York that like
0: or it's a perfect reflection of your drinking
1: or it's like name a neighborhood in New York I know a bar you should go to there and probably a bartender <laughs> who's a friend became a friend of mine because they saw me on a night like that's that's a whole thing it's, I probably, you, got a, you
0: got a whole network up there
1: well uh, it's just uh, if you're like being a drunk mess in New York in your mi- early mid-20s which is it's a, it's a way to live a life that's pretty common and no, these places. Just fuck Network up. Network of
0: bars. Yeah. <laughs> just
1: drink a shit ton of booze that you can't afford and get too drunk and have a bartender be nice to you because you're not an asshole even though you're a drunk mess. And just be like, yeah, then you, that's a, that's how you spend your thing. That's was when I was like hitting on women at bars way too much too, which is like, which is, it was a good time. I think if there's an important thing, I think if you are a person, at some point, in your 20s ideally you just need to go through like a six month to two year period where you just try to fuck everyone i think that's it's really important because you learn what kind of person you are like like i learned i'm not i'm also not as much of an asshole as as like it's not so much that i'm great it's just other guys are shitty and if you're not like an inherently shitty person you will have enough restraint to be less shitty about it and you'll still be obvious and gross but you'll be like in a respectful way,
2: uh,
1: that's what I learned. Is that and I and uh, yeah, and I learned I'm not unfuckable. So that was cool. Uh, but that's that's that was a good time. <laughs> not not at all. I was a complete m- maniac. But we have a little bit more like oh like that kind of thing.
0: New York, and then you moved you moved here out here when
1: uh this, June of 2013. That's okay. when I moved out here. I basically, I've been in, I grew up in New York, I was sick of it, I never, I like, I lived in Indiana, I lived in Chicago, and I liked that more. Like, when you like Indiana more than you like New York, you should probably not be in New York. That's, I was in Bloomington, which is, it was Indiana University, which is the college town, it's, it's like a very skewed perspective on Indiana. Yeah. But there's still, like, weird little. But it's
0: still Indiana.
1: Yeah, Cracker Barrel Indiana <laughs> moments that you'll encounter out there.
0: Tri-state area. Yeah. I used to live in northern Kentucky.
1: Oh yeah, that's that's Florence. that's my thing with Gaffigan doing uh, the KFC ads. I'm not offended that he's like doing like ads, but it's more like you're from Indiana and you're doing an ad where you're from Kentucky. <laughs> that's outrageous. That that's unacceptable. That's more like what it is. It's like you're you're a Hoosier and you're playing for the Wildcats now. Like
0: fuck
1: you. <laughs> Four people just went
0: a sports reference. A sports reference. Yes! Christian
1: Watford with the three in 2012. That may... I may have completely alienated everyone. Buzzer beater, one of the greatest moments of my, my sports fan life. Two people got that. No, I don't even think that. I don't think one of the, the 20,000... I don't think... We can. Google Christian Watford, Kentucky, and you will know a wonderful moment. Actually, that basically what that was was Indiana. I'll explain it because why yeah. not? Indiana's basketball and Indiana, you know, for college basketball there is like they worship that. It's Hoosiers, like that's yeah, kind of right why right. I I it when I was there. Just it's I like the, the the passion for the Hoosiers. In oh, Indiana. you
0: went to that school. I went to Hoosiers. that school. Yeah, oh, okay. Indiana
1: University in Bloomington. Okay. And the passion that they have for basketball there is is like I'm a Green you know, Bay Packers fan. And it's like it's close the closest thing I've seen to that where it's just like your whole life is about worshiping mm-hmm. this team and it's like a complete undying which I really respond to well, yeah. and I was this is after I dropped out but I was in Chicago for whatever reason um, when this game happened Indiana's basketball program had been in the pits for many years yeah. and they had this year where they were undefeated but they were still like an underdog and they played Kentucky who at the time was the number one team in the nation uh, and they had a, their team was finally coming together and they had this like basically epic buzzer beater that this guy Christian Watford was like a senior It was like a beloved like lifelong like player on like lifelong for four years that you can play there but he yeah. played on this team and so he was like the leader of the team he made a three and Bloomington and the whole state of Indiana just went absolutely berserk like it's I mean I wasn't I was in Chicago and but there were like keep Indiana fans in the bar and it was just going crazy and this is only, I was only like a like four or five months out of grad school at this point and I was drunk already, and when this happened, I got very drunk, and I texted all my friends from grad school, I'm coming down to Bloomington, I don't know how the fuck I'm doing it, I'm coming down to Bloomington tonight, I'm going to be a part of this, it's a four hour drive, I have a flight out of Chicago, at 6am, I don't give a fuck, I'm coming down there, and everyone's like, shut up, okay, and I didn't get down there, but I was, like, even in Chicago, you see Indian people go insane, and it was kind of great, that for me it was like, why I care about a college basketball team of a grad school I went to for eight months, a semester and a half of grad school that I don't... in a state that I'm a complete part carpetbagger from. But I still love. I watch them almost every game now. Does a carpetbagger mean an outsider? It means... Uh, it's a term that came from uh, the Restoration after the Civil War. It was a term for a, North, a union or a northerner who went into the South and became like a government official and... Oh. They hated that. It's like, if Ooh, you're, like, the, yeah. we think of it now as just, like, if you're not in the South, It's like, an old-timey, fun, cute, old-timey term, but that is a really derogatory term if you're from the South or Barbie from... Bagger. That's like, a, that's, like, a really evil thing, and it's, Wait, like,
0: it's when either one went to the, basically Union, the like from, side? No, specifically when, when North, a, a, a North or a
1: Union went to the South after the Civil War to rebuild mm-hmm. the infrastructure there. And even like, I'll, like it's still a term that's used. Like if I say I'm come, I'm from New York, and like go to Indiana and like i am doing shit or identify in any way in Indiana, it's a total carpetbagger move, and mm. I own it. But it's still not. It, I know that it's like a, it's a <laughs> not nice thing to to you say. You ain't about
0: from things. here. Yeah,
1: exactly. You're not even from around here. <laughs>
0: Get the fuck out of here. Yeah, exactly.
1: But you're doing the Brooklyn version, which is. Oh, we got a New York boy here, don't we? Oh, we got a, we got a, how you doing, Mr. New York City?
0: I was trying to go vague
1: and I went specific. Yeah. Oh, Mr. New York City. Let me ask you this, Mr. New York City. Get out of here. Okay, that's. This is the conflict of accents. In a way, that is very confusing.
0: My my New York accent was
1: terrible. Yeah. Terrible. I, yeah, I can't really do one that way. It just turns, hey, it just turns into John Stewart an impression of John Stewart doing it in Italian like a bad copy of a co- bad copy. That's kind of what it, Hey, you, I the gotta... Of, I can't... I can't yeah. get the slip clone to work, because I gotta call my guma. Like, Ooh, that's... Hey, yeah. Oh, hey, oh, I oh, 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 that, oh, Oh, What the fuck, Bobby? <laughs> yeah, it took me... I struggled to get Bobby out of there. Bobby Tanavoli? Bobby. That's not even a thing. That's it just is my, now, it is now. Bobby Tanavoli. That's my fake <laughs> Italian-American... Ali- yes alias or the buddy Bobby Tonavoli, bo- which is kind of like Tony Bartoloni who's a comedian mm. who was a friend of both of us just sounds like that Do- Bobby Tonavoli.
0: It's, it's 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 that's a, so it's not a... italian that's like Tonavoli is, is not is an song, italian name. the name is song when it comes out of your mouth Tony, Bobby Tony Tony Bartoloni
1: Bart- uh, Bobby that's Bobby my favorite Tana. name in comedy is Tony Bartoloni cuz it sounds like bologna <laughs> and that man is full of bologna <laughs> He, if, and that's a very if you know him that's a very fitting tone to take that's a cool name because you are full of baloney Tony Barlow
0: awesome yeah dude I feel like this has been a good yeah, episode I had fun yeah. I had a lot of fun Sing. yeah um, do you want to plug stuff plug like twitter and instagram uh, like, my thing twitter thing
1: is e- Ethan Stan Comedy. E T H A N S T A N then the word comedy. Mm-hmm. Um, you can add me on Facebook if you like. I post a lot of dumb shit there. That's too long. Instagram is <laughs> e stanislawski. Uh, I'm trying to think if I have a show uh, like in the immediate future. I mean, my parents are coming to town this weekend, so
0: this doesn't come out. This won't come out this next Friday. Right, it's coming Friday, so but the one after. The
1: day we have now is the twenty fourth. So let me think. I have a couple shows. I have knife fight. In Orange County, that's Keith Carey's show. I have that. And I don't know the exact date, so just twenty fourth uh, is a. It's will be the. It would be the first Tuesday of the month. Wednesday, it's uh, a Wednesday. first. Okay, it's a Wednesday. All right, I don't know what my <laughs> schedule is. Um, <laughs> I've got an article coming out for Splitsider about storytelling. So cool. if you see my name in Splitsider, just you're gonna
0: tell a story about. Well, no, storytelling. I'm, I'm basically
1: am <laughs> presenting the scene like a picture. Of a certain element of the story, the scene, the not moth side of storytelling, the side that is more inclined to tell stories about getting jerked off by a homeless woman in a bar (laughs) bathroom, (laughs) Uh, which is—I know people on those scenes in New York, New York, and LA. Um, So that's that. Uh, I post all my shows on Facebook, and so if you add me, you'll be able to see me. If you're in the Los Angeles area, that's awesome. Uh, I'm going to be in Denver doing shows there. Around 420 week, which should be fun. Yes,
0: dude. I'm going to be
1: in Chicago. Isn't in
0: that when the Cannabis cup is? Or canna- cannabis cup? Yeah, cannabis I'm just
1: going there to do shows with my friend in the, from New York. Yeah. Uh, he's like, you want to go to Denver at 420 to do shows and hang out? And I'm like, Oh eh, sure. Uh, <laughs> Twist my arm. <laughs> that didn't really take much. I'm not, it's like, I feel like I'm not. You're going to be surrounded with weed i at all I'm, And it's weird because I didn't really start smoking weed until like, Three years ago. And I don't I don't even... I smoke it, like, three or four times a week, so it's weird that I'm going to, like, heart of weed darkness. And I feel like I'm not enough of a stoner <laughs> at all to go there.
0: Dude, the first time I smoked weed was Thanksgiving Day 2014.
1: Oh, wow. So you're even fresher than me in the <laughs> weed train. Yeah. I smoked it, like, three times in college and didn't have a response to it, and, like, maybe once or twice, and then I started doing comedy my friends are like, just smoke weed do and I'm like, all right, you're my friend, so I tr- I, and you will not judge me if I don't know how to work a bong. Yeah. Since so like, but you still judge. But it's okay. Like I've done coke four times, and each time I do something that's clear I don't do coke at like as a thing. I'll just do like a like. Oh, where do you leave it? Like just or like be way too loud in, in a way that's like, like not chill at all. And uh, so I'm pretty dumb with drugs, even though I've done them in a limited dosage, but I've enjoyed <laughs> it mostly, except for th- that fucking edible I <laughs> ate on Monday. Oh, yeah. God, that was, that was much, bad. It was a little too much. No, it was very much like...
0: You know that uh, You Just Got Too High song, the uh, the German Davis and Karen Kilgariff?
1: Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, that's great. <laughs> I thought you were talking Afro Man, which uh, is uh, when you think of the song getting too high, that is what you go to. But yeah, that's a good song, too. So, see, look at Karen Kilgaris' band. That's my plug for me. But no, just, like, <laughs> find me on Facebook, uh, Ethan Stanislavski, S-T-A-N-I-S-L-A-W-S-K-I. Yeah. Twitter, Ethan Stan Comedy. Uh, I'm around the scene in... thing. I, I'm doing the plug I hate, which is you've uh, seen him around L.A. <laughs> but it's true, you've seen me around L.A. Yeah. doing comedy. So well, that's good. That's that. Thank All you guys right. for listening. I yeah. do appreciate the ears.
0: Well, this has been You and Me in Thoughts and Talk with Doug Culp. And... Ethan
1: Stanislavski. Oh, sorry. (laughs) It's either way. It's either way. Okay. (laughs)